Alex Lewis, and you're listening to the Taiwan Talk. This week, we talk about KP Kitchen. KP Kitchen is run by Karen Farley and Patrick Bosworth, and aims to make North American baking and cooking easy here in Taiwan, where kitchens are smaller and the appliances on hand consist of a toaster oven or microwave. Karen came into the ICRT studios all the way from Yilan, where KP Kitchen is now based. Let's see. Okay, so you came in、uh, by bus from Yilan. Yeah. Nice. When did you move to Yilan? Just over a year ago. And how long has KP Kitchen been in existence?、Uh, about three years. So then,、uh, what's happened since you moved to Yilan? Like, how have things changed? In both life and business, things have changed tremendously. I can imagine.、Uh, yeah, it's a really beautiful location to be based in, and probably the biggest location-based change is we moved our kitchen space and production space from Taipei to Yilan. Your production space.、Uh, so it used to be in Taipei, and it used to be like near a.、Uh, like、one second, let me think.、Uh, Liu Zhangli, right? Exactly. And then you moved to Yilan.、Um, does that give you more space to work with,、uh, for like less overhead, or what's what's that look like? Well, that's certainly true.、Um, more space, the costs are lower.、Um, but even more importantly, it's just such a beautiful place to be.、Uh, the, our quality of life is. Um, really amazing. We live and work in the middle of rice fields. We get to see the change of seasons, and、um, it's easy to get out into nature, either to the beach or up into the mountains. Okay, I didn't know we had seasons here in, in Taiwan. <laughs> so that's, that's actually good to hear. After a long summer, it, it does feel like that, but things are changing. Yeah, finally, it's you and your husband living out there. Yeah. It is, yeah. We're partners in both love and business.、Mm-hmm. Um, myself, Karen, and my husband Patrick, KP. Yeah. Okay. And、uh, so, how did you guys、um, come up with KP Kitchen? Like, what what、uh, sparked that interest?、Uh, for me, a lifelong love of baking and cooking, which I got from my mum, who was amazing in the kitchen. And、um, for Patrick, it's been a slower journey. But part of our、uh, ongoing love story,、um, we started cooking together in the early days, and it was something we really enjoyed. But more than that, we've、uh, we we met and have been living in Asia for、uh, nearly nine years now, myself ten, and、uh, there've been some challenges in terms of cooking here or baking here that we've、uh, overcome and experienced. And so we wanted to put all of that together, literally into a box, and share that love and that knowledge of baking and cooking with others.、Uh, so you've kind of catered your、uh, service or your products to、uh, people with,、uh, I guess, more Taiwanese-style kitchens, right? Absolutely, yeah. The smaller-style kitchens with a toaster oven instead of a conventional oven.、Um, so all of our initial products, our DIY baking mixes, were designed around the toaster oven. So smaller portions.、Uh, we modified the recipes for the ingredients that we could access here in Taiwan, and、um, adapted the method of baking slightly. How have those changes to the recipes and the portions, I guess, and everything else, and、uh, incorporating local ingredients? How close is that to the what you've grew up eating?、Uh, We use completely authentic North American, mostly North American style recipes. So, to us, it's it's really what we're familiar with, what we're comfortable with. But we have also looked at、um, 
as you say, the availability of ingredients, but also health trends to see what we can do to adapt our recipes without compromising taste. So, for example, we've reduced the sugar in most of our recipes, uh, so they're not quite as sweet as a North American baked good would be. Um, And most recently, with our newest range of products, uh, we've made them egg-free, so they're actually completely vegan. Uh, and then your newest product is the DIY microwavable cake. Could you tell us a little bit about that, its inception and so on? Absolutely. Um, of course, we love to bake and cook, and that infuses into all areas of our life. So we were recently traveling abroad, and um, we were staying in a small apartment with a kitchen. So we decided to treat ourselves after wandering through the supermarkets, and we spotted a um, a box of microwave cakes. So we thought, okay, that's easy. We can do it anywhere in a hotel, in a, a B&B. So we bought a box and we tried one, um, sat down to watch a movie with our microwave cake, and it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> There's no polite way of saying it. It... Yeah. it um, had no authenticity in terms of its flavor, and it was really clear to us that it had a lot of artificial ingredients in it. Um, so we thought about that, and considering our own um, products, our previous products, and also our feelings about food and uh, using authentic recipes, natural ingredients, um, we took on the challenge and decided to produce our own range of microwavable cakes. In addition to it being uh, the first microwave cake uh, product available in Taiwan. So we're really excited about this. Um, We hope that it brings uh, baking into people's kitchens, make it accessible, also at work where you might have a microwave or at school as well. That is exactly our situation here at ICRT Studios. I can't wait to try it. So a side note, I tried the microwave mix cake and I have to say I'm amazed at how a vegan cake mix made in the microwave could taste so good. And that's a sentiment shared by fellow ICRT colleagues who try the cake as well. Uh, Anyway, let's go back to the interview. Uh, Tell me about how long it took to develop the mix, you know, the the microwave cake mix, because it's not just like put it together first time and it's good. You know, So like, what was that like? It was a process. It took longer than we expected. And I believe we went through something like 43 iterations of the recipe. So that means trying and baking and tasting 43 microwave cakes. Um, We had a few failures in the beginning for sure. There were things that we tried which just didn't work. Um, And we finally got a real good balance of convenience, easy to bake and authentic taste. And that was probably after about 32 of those iterations. Mm. And then the next, uh, I guess, 11 were just fine-tuning that? Well, then I looked at Patrick and I said, you know, we've got it. This recipe really works. But what if we took it one step further and took the egg component out of it? Mm, Because if you're making a cake for one person, you don't really want to crack an egg, beat an egg, and then try and measure out a tablespoon or a teaspoon of egg. I mean, that's inconvenient and practically impossible. So we looked at what it it would take to make it egg-free, which uh, 
t- takes it into the vegan re- realm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was definitely more complicated than it looked. We we did try a number of ways of replacing the eggs and um, making sure that that maintains the texture and the taste of the cake as well. But we succeeded. So in the end, uh, we're very excited to have launched this product. It actually hit the, the, the markets this week. We sent out our first boxes um, on Tuesday. And where so, can you get them? At the moment, online, on nice. our online store, which mm. is uh, kpkitchen.tw. And um, we're, we've got bigger plans. We're looking at other distribution channels as well. Uh, okay, I was going to ask you at the very end what your future plans look like, uh, but tell me about um, your big plans. Okay. Um, of course, we want to get um, our products out to as wide a market as we can. Already, we do deliver all over Taiwan. So we have customers from Geelong to uh, Kaohsiung and everywhere in, betu- in between. Um, but we do plan to expand that into uh, supermarkets and other retail locations. Okay, that would be a big boon for your business because, I mean, I feel like the great thing about this is, is the ease of use, right? And if you see it on the supermarket shelves, you'll see, oh, that's a you know really quick grab-and-go sort of treat, you know, and that's, uh, that's something that'll, like, get more people to just give it a try, you know, instead of going online, trying to buy it and, like, see if you like it or not. Uh, if you just, like, see it in the supermarket, like, shelves. Grab-and-go. Grab-and-go sort of thing, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, and I think the appeal of our product is that it is made in Taiwan. How many ingredients do you need? I, I looked online and it says you just need oil, uh, oil, milk, and the powder, right? Absolutely. With the, our new DIY micromixes, that's all you need, uh, oil and then milk or a dairy milk alternative like soy milk or, or um, other nut milks. Um, and in the mix, and you mix those up in a mug and put it in the microwave for a minute. Yeah, and then you have it. Wow. The hardest part of making the cake is waiting about two minutes at the end. Once it's come out the microwave, it is super hot, and it does continue to bake for a little while, so we recommend people wait two minutes, and that is an eternity when you're looking forward to your cake. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you also have other uh, op- uh, other offerings as well, right, like spice mixes and everything? We do. As I mentioned, our initial range was baking mixes, more traditional-style baking mixes that can be made in the toaster oven, uh, but we have also have a range of spice mixes, which are great for easy dinners, uh, mostly North American flavors like chili spice, barbecue rub. We've got a garlic spice. And uh, we've just also this week introduced our uh, everything spice, which is uh, the same as uh, an everything bagel would have on top. Mm. Do you make bagels? Just personal curiosity here. We don't, but oh, living in Ilan, we do have access to the best bagels in Taiwan. So a shout out to Bread and Butter in Tochang, a great little bakery, and um, they do amazing bagels. What's their name again? Bread and Butter. Bread and Butter. You provide the spice mixes or the mixes in general, and uh, how is and you also provide education for the for the public, right? You write out the okay, you want to make this, you can use this for this event, or you know you can use this mix in a variety of ways. I looked online, you said like, oh, we have this pizza mix, you can put it with cream cheese and use it as a dip for crackers or chips. Um, how has the education of Taiwanese people how has that gone? 
Well, of course, making the products is our main focus, but a lot of the fun comes in working out how we can use these products, uh, not only in the standard ways, but taking it what I like to call beyond the box. So I do like to come up with fun and inspiring recipes. And, um, and I know people try them and enjoy them. Uh, but to answer your question more specifically about baking and cooking in Taiwan, it's definitely something that's becoming more popular, both as a hobby and a habit. Um, my Taiwanese friends and customers seem to be enjoying baking and cooking, spending time in the kitchen as something uh, enjoyable, uh, but also something functional, especially with the concerns that people have around food safety and wanting to take a little bit more control and be more independent about what they eat. Um, in terms of North American flavors, um, Taiwanese people are adventurous, so most of our customers have lived abroad or studied abroad or um, traveled abroad and want to come home and try some of those um, recipes or tastes that they've had before, um, as well as our foreign-based uh, customers who mm -hmm. want a taste of home. Okay, very cool. And then this taste of home costs people around like 150 to 180 I've seen. That's like usually the, uh, the price range on your website, which is really affordable. How much is the microwavable cake? Um, our microwave cakes are $240 a box, and in that comes four packets, so you can make four microwave cakes. Um, you can choose between chocolate and vanilla. Ooh, they're flavors. Okay. They're flavors. I thought it was all chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> great chocolate and vanilla. Of Very course cool. we give choice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And um, I thought that the chocolate would be the most popular. I really thought that would be the winner of the two flavors. Yeah. But in our um, pre-reveal and our pre-orders, it's been very interesting to see that chocolate and vanilla are neck and neck. They're pretty even in terms of what people are choosing. Yeah, there are a lot of chocolate lovers out there, but vanilla has its fans as well, I think. Um, Especially amongst kids. Amongst kids? The kids seem oh. to really love vanilla. Interesting. Nice. And what, do you, what would you recommend pairing with the cake? I saw online it's... Uh, whipped cream, ice cream, and sprinkles and whatever else. Uh, how do you like it? I actually like it pretty plain. Mm -hmm. um, I really enjoy the cake itself. But if my favorite is chocolate, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. I've always been a chocolate lover. Um, but if I were to put it together with things, I could think of a million things. Maybe some orange peel in the chocolate. Um, I've got would you put that before you bake it? Yes, some grated orange peel before you bake it. Um, we don't tend to keep ice cream in the house, but I do know that if I served it to Patrick with some ice cream on top, he would certainly gobble that down. Nice. Um, but yeah, the, the, the sky's the limit. And uh, that's one of the next things that I'm going to start doing is taking our basic uh, DIY microwave mixes and um, adding on. As I say, going beyond the box or beyond mm -hmm. the packet and seeing what we can do. So uh, I've got plans for a, a rainbow cake with uh, our rainbow sprinkles and um, possibly some s'mores with the chocolate cake and marshmallows and things like that for the fall. Interesting. Wow. Sky's the limit, it sounds like. Very cool. Yeah. Um, now let's shift our conversation to the open kitchen concept you had in uh, in Taipei when you when you had the store here. Uh, you, people could come in and use the conventional ovens and you have to have a cooking classes or something. Um Am I correct? Yes. 
Okay. Uh, have you kept that up in Yilan or have you kept that up in Taipei? And uh, what's, what's happening with that? We have actually moved our operations completely to Yilan. And with that is a shift in focus um, onto the product itself and getting the product into a wider market, as well as some of the fun and inspirational uh, side of things that we were talking about earlier. Um, so we don't have a studio space anymore. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We loved the classes. It was a great way of meeting people and getting to know people in the kitchen uh, and also a great way of sharing our resources. Uh, but as with any small business, there are constraints on time and energy. So we have decided to focus on the product and we feel like we can reach more people that way, uh, inspire more people to enjoy time in the kitchen, cooking or baking. Okay. And uh, it's also my understanding that you run a blog, or at least you used to run a blog. We still have that. Still have that. Very yeah. cool. Um, what was your favorite post on the blog? And uh, what was your favorite recipe of all time, would you say? Oh. No, just putting you on the spot. Sorry. Uh, that is. That is. Um, I love writing. So in addition to to baking, cooking, I really enjoy writing. So more recently, I've been starting to write articles Um which have gone on the blog, but have also been uh, published in Centered in Taipei, mm. uh, the, the magazine that's published monthly. Um, so I really enjoy that, and I've got a few good ideas for that coming up, including um, some holiday cooking and how to streamline your kitchen for, for better baking. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of my favorite recipe... Whenever I make a recipe, of course I have to taste what I make, but I tend to give most of it away. So whoever happens to be the lucky person near me or people near me at the time, they'll get the the, the results of whatever recipes we're making. Mm-hmm. The one recipe that I will say that no one had a chance of getting a bite of was the Irish cream chocolate cupcakes that I made for St. Patrick's Day in March. Mm, that sounds lovely. They were amazing. They all disappeared. I can't tell you <laughs> where, but they disappeared. That's awesome. Did you have like Baileys and such inside or anything like that? They did. The frosting had uh, Irish cream in it, and the cake itself had a dark, a dark ale, a dark beer in it. Oh so it was very boozy, definitely for adults only, mm-hmm. um, but perhaps appropriate for a festive uh, tradition like St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And I enjoyed them. Yeah, I'll have to look that up I, because I love that kind of stuff. Um, and then it's, you don't just make, you know, baked treats and such. You also uh, cook proper food or I guess uh, meals, <laughs> I guess. Um, what's your favorite recipe on the savory side? Oh, that's also a tough question. But I'm going to have to go with what's on my mind at the moment. As the weather gets cooler, we're really in the mood for chili. Chili. So um, we have two versions. We use our chili spice for two versions, both a meat-based and a vegetarian or vegan-based recipe. And I believe we're actually making the vegetarian chili tonight for dinner. All right. Something to look forward to, I guess. Exactly. Especially if I come home and Patrick has it on the table for me. Yeah. (laughs) That's perfect. Yeah. Um, Okay. What kind of chili is it? Just uh, personal curiosity again, because uh, in America, each region has their own, like, you know, take on chili. Um, Are you from America or Canada? Canada. Canada. Okay. Does Canada have their own take on chili as well? 
Uh, the lines blur for me yeah. between Canadian um, variations and American variations, U.S. variations. Patrick is actually American, so we have the best of both of North America, and we've so sort of spent time in Mexico as well. So we've we've got all our bases covered Ooh, there. Nice, yeah, a lot of influences. To yeah, a lot of influences. So I would say our chili is probably a fairly neutral. Um, Chili, it uses both ground beef and ground pork for the meat-based version, and we use lentils for the vegetarian version. Mm-hmm. Okay, very cool. Uh, and speaking of cuisine, what do you think of Taiwanese cuisine? Like, what's your favorite thing to eat here? <laughs> uh, I love Taiwanese breakfast. It's mm-hmm. a lot of fun to go out for Taiwanese breakfast. And um, also the rochow. Um, yeah, we enjoy good. that a lot. Mm-hmm. A very flavorful food and a lot of variety. Mm-hmm. Okay. And do you see yourself getting into uh, uh, local spices and stuff and exporting or just exporting in general to other countries? Yeah, two different questions. Uh, local spices, probably not. Uh, we stick with what we know and we do that well. Uh, but in terms of exporting, that's also in the plans. All right. Excellent. Karen, thank you for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. If you want to buy their microwavable cake mix, their best-selling chocolate brownie mix, their seasonal spice mixes like the pumpkin spice mix or gingerbread mix, check out kpkitchen.tw. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram at kpkitchen.taiwan. And that's it for Taiwan Talk. I'll see you next week. I'm Alex Lewis.